Hey everyone, today is Thursday the 30th of March 2017 and this is The Gap episode 363. I'm Luke Laurie and Joe Bure is joining again in the wet weather. How you going? What do you mean joining? Who are you joining me? Joining you, yeah. I yeah. don't know. I don't know. I feel like... I feel like that downplays my impact on the show. Well, because see, you missed a week, um, and now you're you've been downgraded to guest. That is ridiculous. <laughs> Recurring guest. <laughs> Recurring guest. You missed a week. What the fuck is this shit? And yeah, I, but- just had, I had to do it solo. And since, since when does a recurring guest do an entire show solo? Did it's, you do a solo show? No. It's one of those things where if you, it's three strikes. Three. Um, <laughs> and I think you've done that about. I, I've been quite lenient on you, and that's like the sixth or seventh, stri- third strike you've received. Um, whereas I think I've missed like two shows complete, completely, total. Total, ever. Ever. All time. <laughs> Interesting. Yep. <laughs> Interesting. I think uh, we should change the name of the show to The Luke Show, Sometimes Job is Here. Yep. That'll be the name. That ro- rolls off the tongue as well. Yeah. <laughs> and it will end our pending legal action on um, coming in from uh, the creators of yeah old navy and well, we can other start selling clothing, clothing true uh, t-shirts and, and jumpers and pants yep um technically we have a the in front of the, our name so what? the luke show not just luke show or is that what are no, you I'm saying going gap. the other way around the gap whereas they are just gap are they though uh, yeah, pretty sure. This is what I I, I, uh, I, I looked it up. This is what ah. Wikipedia tells me. Okay. Excellent. <laughs> Sounds like we're safe. We are uh, safe. Perfect. Yeah. Excellent, because that was weighing heavily on my mind. For the last eight years? <laughs> For the last, yes, eight years. <laughs> okay. Um, cool. Excellent. Yeah. Nice. Um, should we talk about video games? We're recording... Uh, Thursday today because Tuesday, uh, why were we, why didn't we record Tuesday? Uh, you want to, you were out watching uh, the beast. No, I went out to the soccer on Thursday. Sure. Um, no, beauty and the beast was Monday. Ah, so just to clarify though, you have watched beauty and the beast. Yes. Why is that a bad thing? I didn't say it was a bad thing. Just interesting. Just interesting to me, you know? Okay. You would have watched that. Um, like yeah, at then, the cinema, at the cinema, correct. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Tuesday, yeah, I went to the uh, one of the World Cup qualifiers. Um, and then yesterday, you launched your new show. So we've been a bit busy, um, but uh, Thursday has come around, and and we're excited for uh, another game we've been playing. There's an, a patch coming through in a couple hours, so we decided to to do this a bit earlier so we can jump on and play a bit. Too is true. That, is that correct? That is correct. Let's swing with that, eh? <laughs> yep. Um, do you want to talk about that now or do you want to talk about something else first? Let's talk about movies. You went to the movies, didn't you? And you had a fun time. <laughs> do you want to talk about that? Yep. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I did go to the movies last week. I went uh, four times over a five-day period. Four times. What did you see? Uh, life? Oh, I saw... So, uh, let's go with the first one. I saw Power Rangers. Oh, right. Why? Um, no, never mind. Don't. I don't want to know. Go on. Yep, and then I went and saw Life, which is awesome. Everybody should see that. It's like yep. a, um, I think it's the most, the, the best Alien sequel we've had since Aliens. <laughs> I would go with that. Solid. Um, yeah, pretty good. And then I went and saw Kong as well, and also Beauty and the Beast, so four movies. 
Um, yep. And I guess during Kong, is this where we're going with this one? <laughs> yep. Yeah. During Kong, and we bitched about this recently. Um, during my screening, there was like in my row, I think there was about four people that throughout the movie kept getting their phone out and like fucking around with it, like sending messages and that type of shit. And two of those people were sitting directly next to where um, we were sitting. And this went on for like, I don't know, man, it must have been it's a two hour movie, probably an hour and a half of like every 15, 10 minutes, them getting their phone out. And about 30 minutes in, we said something to them and we're like, uh, can you put your phone away type thing? And, and the guy that was there listened, but the girl next to him kept doing it. And she was playing a fucking video game on her phone. Um, she was playing some sort of possibly like Clash of Clans type game or maybe it was that and just like updating every 10-15 minutes checking on what the fuck was going on um so anyway my girlfriend uh starts like having a go at her after about an hour and a half of this happening yep and then i must whoever she was with the guy like turns around and starts going like it's none of your business uh, what she's doing she can do whatever you want she wants on a phone like it's not distracting anyone here uh and just making like this big big deal about it and just starts like yelling at her uh and so i basically just fucking got up and and left and went and found the manager uh i asked for the manager and um so i spoke to him and he basically didn't want a bar of it he was but he pretty much said well uh we can refund your ticket and i was like well i don't want a refund like why don't you go speak to them and kick them out or something there's people around us because there's basically someone else behind us that said like just turn off your phone or something like that while he was having a go at my yeah. partner this other guy um i was like just put these they've been doing an all movie why like why don't you just go talk to them whatever uh and he goes look we can't we can't kick them out for you them using the phone i was like well he's, he's abusing my partner he's st- standing there having a go at her yelling at her um you know what about that he's like oh well we'll get security to go up there and, and stand there and and watch the remainder of the movie and see what happens and I was just like, you know, this is, I was basically telling this is horseshit. Like you put advertising up at the start of the movie saying, don't use your phone. You've got stuff like there's a fucking poster here standing right next to us that says, you know, you can't bring food in. Don't use your phone during the film. Um, and I was like, hey, what, you're not going to enforce that? Um, you're just basically ruining people's experiences by having this giant bright light shining people's faces. Quite distracting. Um, so yeah, he didn't really care much. And so I waited at the front of the, um, the doors into the cinema for um, for someone to come, and eventually he came. This is this whole thing went on for about fifteen minutes, uh, and then he got there, and he's like, "All right, now just go take your seat. I'll stand here and and watch." And I was like, "All right, whatever." So I went and sat down, and about a minute and a half after getting there, I turned around. Like I kept turning around to check to see what he was doing, and he's kind of just standing there. And then about a minute and a half later, I see him leave. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Uh, so anyway, I was like, man, whatever. And about a minute after that, like someone gets their phone out is in like, they're on the phone again. And I turn around and he's completely gone. And probably about five minutes after this, the film ends. Um, so anyway, after the credits and whatnot, cause I stuck around to the end of the credits, I went yep. back downstairs and was like back to the usher, whatever, who was handling tickets. Like, yeah, can I speak to the manager again? And I, he comes back over, um, 
And I, I say to him, like, so so what happened? And he's like, oh, well, we we were standing there for, um, uh, we were standing there for a while, didn't see anything happen. And uh, so, yeah, that's what happened. And I was like, well, and at this time I knew he fucking left. So I was like, oh, how long were you staying there for? And he said, oh, we were there for about 15 minutes. I was like, that is completely bullshit because I saw you walk out and the movie didn't have 15 minutes left. It had like five minutes, not even. And he was, he was basically said, no, no, we had someone there. I was there. We didn't see anything happen. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, you didn't see people pulling their phone out because there were literally two seats next to me. Um, yeah. And so at that point, I knew he was just lying because I knew he wasn't there. So he couldn't say that he saw anyone anyway. Um, and then I just had a guy and was like, look, dude, I've, this is my, the fourth time I'll be here this week or I've got four tickets already. And if you're not willing to like enforce rules, um, and cater to dickheads in the cinema that are like willing to disrupt the experience for other people, then, um, then I'm, I'm done. Like I'm not coming back here again. Yeah. Um, and he pretty much, he was just like, okay with that. Um, and I, I, I went after, after that, I even went back home and I typed up an email to event and was like, look, I'm a, I'm a VIP member. I've come here all the time. Um, like this week alone, I've been <laughs> four times. Yeah. Um, he didn't want to borrow it. He, he lied to us. Um, you had people like yelling in the cinema, telling this other guy to switch it off. And like, apparently like our word is not good enough. That's the words that he said that, um, they can't just kick someone out based on, uh, people's word. And I was like, that's all right. Well, what about people that are abusing people and yelling at people? Um, you know, but whatever. So I sent them an email and just got like a generic reply saying like, oh, well, we've passed, we'll pass it on to management, blah, blah, blah. Um, and they, they didn't even offer a refund. Well, they said they couldn't offer a refund. Um, cause I was like, what? well, I missed, I missed the last 20 minutes of the film trying to get this resolved. And, uh, you guys didn't resolve anything, <laughs> let alone like, they're not going to, they're not going to refund you. No, no, that's it. Right. Um, so you're done with event then, I assume. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, so I, I, uh, yeah, so I got a, like an email back from them, I think two days or yesterday, um, saying that they've, they've escalated it to, uh, upper management so that they can help make your experience better for next time. I was like, you guys didn't even fucking read this because I said yeah. in the, like the email that I'm never coming back again. There um, is no next time. Yeah. You, yeah. That's ridiculous, man. Holy shit. I, I thought they at least refunded you. That's redonkulous. I mean, like it, it is beyond the, beyond the pale that they will not enforce their no phones rules. It's the sort of shit where, like, I, I can't stand it. It drives me fucking bonkers. Because I need to tunnel vision on this shit. And any fucking, any flashing lights, it's because of video games. Video games have done this to me. But any fucking blinking light somewhere in my fucking peripheral vision is a fucking giant warning sign to me. It's like, oh shit, something's about to happen. And then I'll look over. I'm distracted. It's distracting as fuck. Like, yeah. it's ridiculous. It's Especially ridiculous when that it's they can't. Like a person two seats next to you. Yeah. <laughs> and all you can see is this fucking bright light. And it's not like they've just got it out to check the time or something. They're fucking, this person was like, two of them were messaging. One of them, I'm not sure what they were doing because they're at the other end, but this other chick was like playing games on her phone. And if it's you, so if you're the person dumb. that can't put your phone away and leave it like for two hours, then you have an addiction problem <laughs> and yeah. you need to get that looked at. Uh, yeah, that's, that's terrible. 
There um, are two ways we can exploit this situation, Luke. Yeah. The one, we open up our own Alamo Drafthouse style cinema. Yeah. Where we fully enforce rules about uh, using your phone. And we also get a license so you can have a beer while you're inside. Mm-hmm. The second, the alternative is we uh, we create a theater where it's just a, a really dark room where you can sit in a dark room and play on your fucking phone for two and a half hours. Yep. But you have to pay us 25 bucks for the fucking privilege. That's my ideas. We could do one. Uh, we could do both. We could just do like the split. We could do like half the cinema area is actual films and the other half is just for fuckwits who want to play on their phones in the cinema. Yeah. Genius. I worked yeah. some shit out. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Um, so, yes, I, I am now looking at going to a competitor. <laughs> uh, and I've, I've looked at, like, their their policy rules, and they've got, like, stated in their terms, like, don't use your fucking phone. And if you do, we will kick you out. Yep. So, which is something that I can't see on events policy at all. Right. Which is crazy, because it's on, it's it's, like, at the front door when you get there. And also, they play it before every fucking movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, just poorly fucking handled by them completely, like the whole situation. Um, also, fuck the people who are playing on their phones. Yeah. I feel like sometimes they get forgotten in these situations. Like, everyone's like, yeah, like, not everyone, obviously, nobody else really talked about this. But, like, in these situations, people often, like, oh, well, you know, the company could have handled this better. But, like, yeah, maybe the people sitting next to you could have not been fuckwits in the first place. Like, just. How hard is it? Just fucking stay off your phone. Oh, my God. Yeah. It drives me so bonkers. I genuinely, I guarantee, I fucking 100% would have gone uh, to the fucking candy bar and bought a fucking giant Coke and then tripped on my way back to my seat and gotten them. <laughs> that's what. I, that's how I would have handled it. If Actually, actually to be honest, if, uh, if the guy had been yelling at my wife, I probably would have punched him but uh if we hadn't gotten that far uh yeah yeah like you're you're so much you you and your keanu reeves demeanor (laughs) you like roll with shit a lot cooler than i do i'm just i'd be i'm straight to fucking 100 i'm like bang (laughs) fuck you prick you can't talk to my wife like that yeah 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 um so yeah anyway interesting experience um, and the thing is like four people in my row alone, mm. that is incomprehensible to me. Like, what the fuck are you doing? It wasn't like a one-off thing. It was just constantly all the fucking time. And I was just like, this is insane. What is going on? Am I some sort of crazy land? It's like, it's, there's, there's this phenomenon occurring where people suddenly don't think it's that bad to fuck about on it. Like something needs to happen to re-establish the rules of the fucking cinema so that people understand you can't be on your phone in the cinema. Like, it's it's like how, you know how, like, on airplanes, it used to be you'd have to, like, dress up on a fucking, dress up in a suit, and it was like a, you know, fucking super fancy affair and you've got all those pictures of people like smoking and whatever the fuck and how over time it is transformed into the equivalence of being on a bus for a really long time yeah and uh and then and that's that's okay like that's fine uh you know 
any like any level headed person like makes it happen because you're still in a fucking plane right you're still defying uh the laws of gravity but uh then someone like takes their shoes and socks off Mm. and sticks their foot in between your armrest yeah and and you can see their fucking gross toenails and you're like okay suddenly we have we've we've gone past like we've breached a line here no longer we're no longer just a bunch of people all squished into a really uh cramped space for 15 hours this person has taken things up a notch into an arena where uh that is no longer really appropriate and uh my solution is to generally drop my elbow on their feet uh and they move their feet immediately and then like you sort of like pop your head up and you look behind you're like oh sorry i didn't even realize i was just gonna adjust in my seats and uh your foot foot was there oh really sorry and you pretend but they know and you know that what you're actually trying to do is break their toes Mm. yeah that's 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 why i recommend the that's why i think the uh tripping while you're returning because they'll know that you're lying and you know that you poured a you know $18 $18 coke on them that on I purpose that you had to pay for <laughs> on purpose but proven proven what it was an accident oh sorry you weren't there you didn't see it management and apparently you need to be witnessing things <laughs> to understand anything that goes on in your fucking cinemas or do anything about anything so I suppose it happened the way I said it did yeah uh, yeah or, you know, the alternative is just don't go to a fucking cinema chain that isn't going to enforce its own fucking rules. Yeah. 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 It's a bit crap. Um, all right. Should we talk about games? Yeah. Are you happy to talk about games? Sure. Sure. What do you want to talk about? Dark Souls? Dark Souls 3. Let's let's get it out of the way real quick. Okay. Uh, I've been playing a lot. I have not been playing a lot of it because I don't have the time. Like, uh, I've played... I've, I'm up to the first boss but uh haven't gone in to the first boss uh so it's this so the ring city is the new dlc and you get into it by getting you can either go through all of the other dlc which i haven't actually played yet so uh i actually have shitloads of dark souls to play which is awesome i just don't have the time to play it which is less awesome um the reason i don't have the time to play it right is i feel like i need to reach like you know so I am never like elements of Dark Souls in our muscle memory to me. Like just never gonna fucking forget that shit. I'm always gonna have the perfect timing I need for a uh, normal role mm-hmm. to to immediately jump into the next role so that I minimize the amount of uh, frames where I can actually take damage. Uh, I'm always gonna always going to be able to 80% of the time parry shit uh, <laughs> uh, but, which is uh, something I still can't do it's, it's yeah that's why I said 80% because uh, I'm not always going to be able to do it 100% of the time even to enemies that I know the timing of because I still fuck it up sometimes but yeah, uh, I find it safer just to roll <laughs> stab yeah. them in the back definitely um, 
Yeah, so I'm always going to be do- able to do certain elements, but there are also there's parts of Dark Souls, uh, Dark Souls Three, that you like do sort of lose a grasp on. It's like, uh, yeah, you just sort of no longer able to do them as effectively, as efficiently, and you've got to be able to get yourself back into the swing of those things. And uh, at this stage, I'm like, it's going to take some time. I had to. Actually, the, the the hardest part about this DLC was uh, I jumped back in and uh, I had created a fucking build that I designed after the last time I played, uh, I dueled Junglist. Hmm. And uh, so I'd created this thing just to fuck with him, like with the build that he created. Uh, we would, I think we'd been fighting in the church, uh, which was one of my favorite PvP areas, you know, completely out of the way you know alternative sort of thing away from the uh pvp area after the fuck like in the cathedral and whatever Mm -hmm. so uh yeah i uh (laughs) so i created this dude who had 50 strength and a giant fucking hammer and no armor and uh he would roll around and fuck people up and i needed to fucking so, first of all, yeah, that's what I'd left it on. I'd left that for myself to work out how the fuck I'm supposed to go about shit again. Uh, not my optimal build that I'd use to beat the game the origi- uh, the first time or anything like that. Uh, not my Greyboard and set or any armor worth a damn because the fucking hammer was so heavy. So, yeah, instead, yeah, this giant hammer, no armor or no real armor. And, uh, yeah, to fucking deal with it. So, the first thing I had to do uh was uh fucking i had to like rejig all my character stats i had to rebuild my fucking dude i had all the weapons i needed uh but yeah i had to like actually go in and redo all my fucking uh, weapon stats and to do that i needed to go to rosaria and uh, i needed to give her like a pale tongue or whatever the fuck the thing you get off people when you kill them like okay. in pvp hmm. so i had to give her a pale tongue uh and to do that i then had to um acquire a pale tongue so i had to go fucking invade people just to get into this dlc i had to like basically start like fucking people uh just to find their and and of course i'm i'm using a build that i'm not particularly happy with that isn't particularly great it's just i was like i was able to when you um the reason i built it i remembered why i'd built it and uh the reason i'd done it is because i was able to bait people into when i uh block when you block with the hammer he sort of just chucks it up in a straight line in front of him uh, which I don't think would be the most efficient way to block things, but uh, as it turns out, it isn't anyway. So uh, that sort of that plays. Uh, so I would, what I'd actually do is I'd tap it. I'd move in like I was going to attack someone, and I'd tap block, and he'd he'd swing the hammer up uh, as if he was about to like swing it. Like if you tap it for just a second, it makes a move like he's actually. So you can actually pretend like you're you're fainting, you're fainting your uh, attack, and I was able to bait people in. They'd uh, they'd attack. Uh, obviously, I wasn't attacking, and uh, 
yeah, I'd be able to fucking clop them with the fucking hammer. The hammer does enough damage that it's only you only really need two two attacks to actually make it happen, uh, which is pretty good. Once you get the first one in, you then just stay on top of them. You stay as close as you can to them because they like suddenly like people just people tilt really fast when you faint them uh, because they don't know what you're going to do next. It's really hard for them to read. So uh, yeah. With that in mind, uh, I went to the dragon, arch dragon keep or whatever the fuck and started invading people there because I figured they'd be around my level and, uh, yeah, got my fucking ass handed to me for like eight fucking matches in a row, just Hmm. fucking smashed. Uh, most of the time it was, uh, like invaded, uh, not invaders, like white or yellow spirits helping like helper spirits yeah um and uh one time it was a fucking blue dude uh like got summoned to protect like so the the fucking guy i invaded must have had the way the blue one which is just some cheesy shit <laughs> but i had him on the fucking ropes i'd hit him once and i was just like on him and then the fucking blue dude comes in i'm like i don't give a fuck like i'm just gonna ignore him and you're gonna slip up soon enough no he didn't slip up he kept running he was very successful at running and i didn't manage to slow him down (laughs) um i was actually i was chipping him with my uh throwable knives that was my game plan when i because the blue dude arrived and so i was like the other guy started running straight at that guy uh so i started throwing knives at him to try and fucking slow him the fuck down but if I'd gotten bleed on him, and I must have been one or two knives away, I would have gotten the kill. Anyway, uh, I think it was round 10, um, 10th invasion. I enter the invasion, and then um, the host died to a mob, and I got my Peloton. I just rejiggle my shit, uh, and then I had to go, like, yeah. Woo! Into the fucking DLC. You get to the DLC at the basically the bonfire before the last boss. There's a bonfire behind it now that you can access. Yeah. And uh, using that, you uh, head into the into the DLC world. And yeah. Yeah. So does it tell you like how do you know you had to go to that bonfire, or is it one of those Dark Souls things where it's just like, all right, we've got to find it now? You got to find it, but. Uh, yeah, Just I was told, <laughs> I was told where to go. Uh, you couldn't look it up at that time, I think. But uh, yeah, I was told by Namco where to go. Uh, yeah, went in. Uh, it was uh, an eye-opening experience. I was taking way more damage than I expected, uh, and, it, and yeah, there's a lot of things that try to kill you. There's some fucking real shit. I don't want to spoil it too much because it's out this week. Uh, but yeah, you get. You get fucking slammed on the regular. Like, shit, there's no chill. Uh, I managed, yeah, it took me fucking, took me most of my time just trying to get to the fucking second bonfire in the area. And shit just gets worse from there. There is a swamp area, I will say that. Which, uh, if you recall, back to my review, I'm not a fan of swamp area. I find that generally swamp areas indicate the laziest elements of Dark Souls level design because they tend to use it as a crutch to ramp up your... uh, to, like, sort of cripple your ability to explore 
Uh, yeah, because that, that that area in particular was like it had poison yeah. on the ground and there was like enormous tree monsters you needed to fight and um, the frame rate sucked as well while we were playing that part. So that didn't help. Yeah, so the frame rate's actually okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's... There's a bunch of enemies that are super annoying to deal with, like just compli- complicated to deal with, and like they require certain strategies that you have to learn on the fucking fly uh, while you're standing in poison water. And yeah, I just find that they use swamps, yeah, to sort of leapfrog actual challenging level design because it means that yeah, oh god, I'm getting poisoned. Uh, uh, my solution is generally to just ignore it and cop the poison and explore, die, and then move on. Like, it, that's what swamps do to me. They make me actively stop caring about fucking whether or not I die. I just suicide run to find where shit is. And I think that is poor design. Yeah. Anyway, uh... So, yeah, that's basically it. Um, it is, like, don't take my uh, hatred of swamps to be uh, an indictment for the entire DLC. I actually think it's a really good DLC. It's just, uh, yeah, it does have a swamp, and I was a bit disappointed to see it. Um, most, most of the enemies, like, it is most of the time very clever in the way it, it really puts pressure on you to think on the spot and, like, learn by failing and stuff like that, which is... A core element of what Dark Souls three or Dark Souls appeals. So yeah, that's it. Cool. Um, I yeah. don't think I'll get back to it, but maybe one day. I still I uh, have to get another copy of it. Still. Ah uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and then I didn't play through the other DLC. Like, this this is the last one, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. So this is the last Dark Souls. So they say. So they say. Yeah. Until anyway. uh, this year, right? They've got to announce another one. Something. Yeah, they're making something else. Demon Souls or, or another Bloodborne. I hope it's... um. Yeah, I hope it's... I never played Demon Souls, but I heard it's quite similar to Dark Souls. Um, whereas Bloodborne was very different. Not very different. It was still in the same vein. There's a reason they're called Soulsborne games, right? Like, I, I don't agree with the Born attachment, to be honest. I think people do it just to sort of wrap Bloodborne in there. But, like, to me, Souls is the... They're Souls games. Bloodborne is a Souls game um, in that vein, in the same way that there are other Souls games, you know, like other games that... Yeah, we've discussed this before, I guess. The, yeah, yeah. the concepts, like, Neo is a Souls game. Um, yeah, I don't... Yeah. The same way, yeah, Doom games were all Doom-likes or Doom clones or whatever the fuck uh, two decades ago. like Or Wolfenstein. Yeah, or Wolf clones. <laughs> um, yeah, like, but that, that was, you know, until something comes along and redefines the... or defines the concepts within Souls games better than Souls games do mm. or evolves them than the Souls games in my opinion it wasn't until we saw games like Half-Life or Quake before they stopped being Doom like shooters stopped being Doom clones and they started being shooters because it was no longer accurate to refer to them by Doom it was yeah mm-hmm. 
Anyway. Yeah. Should we move on? Totally. Uh, what's Rain World? Rain World's a cute little game that I picked up. Uh, it's out this week, I believe, where you play a slug cat, which is a little... Uh, little Slug cat? Yeah, slug cat. Part <laughs> slug, part cat. And, uh, yeah, the reason I picked it up is I read this really interesting uh, piece on Gama, Gama Sutra about... Um, about the nature of the development of the game, what they wanted to do. So it's a Metroidvania type game. Uh, so you've, you know, you sort of unlock parts of this map as you go along. Um, and it's, you know, about puzzle, puzzle solving and stuff like that. Um, but, and, you know, puzzle platforming rather. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. But they, uh, they tweak it. So regular Metroidvania games have enemies in certain areas and these enemies do their, you know, they go through their AI loops and whatever. And then that's, you know, the challenge is solving the puzzle of how to get around them. Slug, Slugcat isn't really able to, to combat very well. Like he has the ability to slow down his enemies, but he's sort of... Uh, the description on Steam says he's at the, in the middle of the food chain, but uh, no, he's at the bottom of the food chain as far as I'm concerned. Bugs uh, exist uh, at a much lower level uh, so as to be subterranean of the food chain. But uh, yeah, so you can eat bugs and stuff. But otherwise, yeah, you basically, if you see something uh, and it sees you you have to run uh the interesting thing about the game is that uh it doesn't the ai or the enemies in the game they don't follow like ai subroutines okay instead that it's a sort of spin on the radiant ai system where uh like radiant ai as it was described in um oblivion where characters would just go about their day Yep. regardless of your existence uh, and you know if you did things then that impacted their existence then they would react to you and stuff like that mm-hmm. so it does that's that's how the that's how the rain world works is by giving these uh, enemy creatures their own prior like list of priorities and they'll go about those priorities and they'll attempt to yeah um yeah find solutions to their problems and uh one of those problems is they're hungry and you are food so uh yeah that's like if they see you they'll generally come after you unless you can distract them with something different or uh, get away in time or whatever but yeah they'll pursue you across multiple screens and uh yeah, unless you can find a way to get away from them, they'll get you and you'll die. And the game does sort of like a interesting roguelike type dealio where if you like, so you've got to basically, it seems like you've got to basically master an area before you can move on to the next one. And the way it does that is you've got to last like five days in this area. So uh, there's like day and night is sort of broken up by this uh rain cycle uh and when the cycle become like turns to rain it uh 
basically floods the entire map. And if you're not in a safe space, then you will die and the day will not count for you. You'll be bumped back a day. So you gotta, yeah, you gotta last five days. If you're a day four and you die in the rain, you get bumped back to three. If you're a day four and you manage to make it to a safe place with enough food, then uh, you get to live. You get to hibernate and you'll go to day five and you can move on to the next space. To hibernate, you've got to, like, the reason for leaving the the area and, like, going out is you've got to get enough food to live, for uh, like, to hibernate. So you need four food resources to live. Uh, and you get, like, those are little bugs that you can catch. And so basically what you're doing is you're out exploring, trying to find where you can go, like where to go next, trying to find sources of bugs and trying to also learn more about the world. And that's sort of how the game, uh, the game loop is. You got to sort of like to really operate properly. You have to sort of think of what would a slug cat do. Like you got to think, become the slug cat. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you, it's it's not like a you're not really gamifying it you're more just yeah trying to get through the slug cat's priorities slug cat's priorities are food hibernation food hibernation get the food get to hibernation and then once you've got through that you've mastered the area you can move on to the next one and things become more complicated as more monsters are like present and stuff like that and the monsters are capable of more or different things and stuff like that it's very hard like super duper hard and because the ai is driven by um driven by uh its own set of priorities as opposed to loops it's possible for the ai to totally fuck you like completely possible for the ai to um just put you in situations where there's no way that you're fucking getting out of them like just by chance it happens they might or like fucking five lizards might all decide to go to one area all at once just after you've arrived there and they might be hanging out near the only uh only exit fighting one another or they've seen you and they're waiting for you to come down and stuff like that and you've got no option to fucking trick them from getting out or you might lead them there or something like that and uh yeah so because of that yeah there is a chance that you can get like really fucked by the game but it's all i think that's part of the charm to be honest because it it really makes the uh ai feel more alive and i think that's really cool yeah yeah sounds interesting so where, where are you playing this on steam on steam okay yeah and is it like early access or is it out uh it's out yeah it's good yeah that's really cool yeah and it's so slug cat that's what it's called one word sorry rain world rain world <laughs> rain two world words. two words okay um right fair enough hmm, sounds sounds interesting I don't know yeah but is there like is there so it's like a puzzle game right uh, a little bit like it's it's like Metroidvania it's like uh, yeah. Castlevania or Metroid or whatever you know you've got the map and you're exploring the map trying to find different things but um, yeah the puzzle comes in yeah 
accessing different areas, um, learning more about the game and surviving as a slug cat. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Weird. Weird games you got there going, Job. Oh, I don't know. But Totes. Yeah. You got to fill your time with something. True that. <laughs> um, Battlefield 1 DLC. I don't... I didn't actually play any of this. Uh, sorry, I did, but we talked about it last week. Um, Why'd you put it in there? I, I think uh, it was left over from last week. Uh, Good one! Unless there's anything else you want to mention about that. Uh, I guess no, it's I, Well, actually, news... I see you not putting in, but news as of today hmm. is they're putting in premium friends. You see this? What? So, basically, if you're a friend with someone who has premium in Battlefield... Yeah then uh, you can play with them if you party up with them you can play on all the DLC stuff with them okay sure it's a it's not a solution but it is it's a step in the right direction to reuniting a community that they themselves fracture every time they release new DLC yeah how about don't have paid DLC for maps yep that's a good idea yep but but this is what they're doing. It is. It's yeah. It's yeah. A band aid fix, but mm. it's a fix of some sort. All right. Well, let's talk about Mass Effect then. Sure. Mass Effect Andromeda. Uh, have you played any at all? No. No. Okay. Um, so last week, I guess we talked about the uh, the amazing videos and gifts that were going around. Um, yep. But since then, I've now played a bunch of it. Um, it's been kind of like so. I haven't played any Zelda at all since then. It's, I've been playing two games, and the other one we'll talk about later. But but uh, Andromeda has kind of been the game that I've jumped into, sort of at night or when I'm like not much going on. Um, but I'm quite. I, I think I I've played enough of it to get an understanding of like where we're at. Um, I think I put about twenty hours in so far, fifteen to twenty hours. Anyway. Um, yeah, the complaints that were were in there from the demo are definitely still there. Things like the shitty animations, um, the terrible, terrible voice acting. Mm-hmm. In, in particular, like that that one we were laughing about with the uh, like Captain Anderson or whatever her name is. Yeah, um, going on about you know her face being tired. Yep. Just that whole. I, I still don't know where that conversation fits in. Like what happened there at all. Um, but she's terrible uh, there's been multiple times where i've spoken to that character and she pauses in weird spots and just i don't know who was directing her during that during that like session of <laughs> of like her reading her lines um but it was just it's really weird her, her in particular is the, the standout one that i'm like what is going on here i just don't get it it's it's a lot of weird pauses in between sentences and it seems like things are cut together really strangely um dialogue just doesn't make sense it's just really really strange um and i guess across the board like the whole all the voice acting is just quite standard and and ordinary and there's just not much to it and i I think that's down to the fact that um like the voice cast that they've got is just not they're not noticeable or notable names um you look back at the past games mass effect like two and three and you had a lot of those main characters were were people you wouldn't recognize that are big name actors or at least big name voice actors um and they they put really good performances on 
and I don't know if they've tried to take like a whether maybe this has to do with the um the uh the, the voice actor strike that's going on. I, I don't know if that's still a thing, but that that's was, my guess. That was something that was going on. I guess a couple of we were talking about it at the end of last year, but but yeah. It just the quality is not there, and if they have tried to save money and it has nothing to do with the voice actors' strike, then this is not paid off at all because it's it's terrible. Um, you know, the last had the last game had like Seth Green in there, and uh, Ma- was Martin Sheen in there? Or Martin something? Sheen, Martin yeah. Sheen. Um, you had a lot of really notable um, uh, video game actors and actresses in there, like really high caliber stuff yeah and then this one you look at the list and you're just like who is who is this who, who are any of these people uh and it really really does stand out um without going too much into spoilers there is also uh, a race uh, maybe you've talked about this before but there's a race of character uh, aliens that they introduce who um essentially a lot of them are australian they have australian accents Mm-hmm. And that really threw me off because I was like, what the fuck is going on? Uh, it, it's it's quite uh, disturbing, even to the point where I, I I ran into one character who was telling a story and I I got them to tell that story like four times to me because I just couldn't understand. I was hearing them say things and I was like, surely that's not what they're saying. Um, and I switched sub- subtitles on. And they were saying what I was, that I thought they were saying. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Are they taking the piss? Um, yeah, and it was just super, super strange. But these, mm. uh, these alien creatures that have Australian accents, uh, it's just, I don't know what is going on there at all. Cause they're supposed to be from a galaxy, like that is not the Milky Way. And, and why do they have, Australian accents at all like what what determined their universal translator to say all right let's give these motherfuckers Australian accents if that's how it works I- I'm not sure if that's how that's how that um the lore of that is um I don't understand I haven't looked into why everybody speaks English but if it's like a Star Trek type situation um did you see Star, Star Trek Beyond yes at all they 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 do something they kind of um do like a throwaway bit in there where there's an alien that kind of comes to them and the universal translator starts translating but at the start it's kind of a bit wonky um yep. just trying to figure things out so i don't know if they have something similar in this world where everybody's speaking the language that you can understand um but it's just really weird that these aliens have australian accents and they make a they seem to poke fun at it at one stage um i'll just leave it at that uh the the menu systems are horrendous. Uh, l- like just navigating throughout it is incredibly frustrating. The the weapons, the crafting system, um, the quest log system, everything is just in a fucking list. And it's not like, all right, well, I'm gonna, you know, what materials do I have that I can use to craft this weapon? Um, or, or what can I use these materials for? It's just like, here's a fucking database of all the weapons in the game. What do you want to make? And it doesn't show you, like... It's not easy to look at stats to see what's good and what's not. Um, weapons behave differently. So, I've got a gun at the moment that shoots, like, heat-powered pa- heat ammo or, or, like... Basically, when I shoot the gun, it's not 
instantaneously hitting my target. It's sort of like tracking towards them, um, but it's not necessarily like heat seeking. It's it's really a slow moving projectile. Um, but I didn't know that until I fucking crafted this gun. So, uh, like, it seems like it's got this, like, every gun has a different kind of way of operating. And then each gun that you can craft has a different number of tiers that you can create. So that, like, level one, two, three, four, and five. Um, so, like, there's different stats to those, but it's not really laid out in a really, um, like, clear way. It's just kind of in a giant list and you got to just figure it out for yourself. So I think that is extremely poorly implemented. Um, you have to uh, research the um, blueprints before you can make the gun. So as you're going around um, uh, during the main missions and side missions and just kind of like wandering around the, the place, you have to scan the environment and um, kind of outline shop on certain ob- objects that you can scan. And when you do scan them, you get points. What? Well, there's like research points. Sorry, there's research <laughs> points, and then there's um, like different types of uh, what do they call them? There's like this ATP points. Like they took the worst parts of Mass Effect One's thing and ma- the like, most tedious bits of Mass Effect 2's solution, mm. and they've combined them or something. Like, what the fuck? Is- I, yeah. I'm. So, so you go around scanning stuff, and when you scan it, you get research points. Yep. And then you use research points. Well, actually, I'll go fucking back to scanning shit, because that's fucked up as well. You'll find a fucking crate throughout the world, and you'll scan it. But these crates look exactly the same as other crates that are spread out. But for some reason, this one over here on the right, you can scan that, as opposed to the one next to it that looks exactly the same or the one on the other side of the room. They're just all these random things that are kind of placed throughout the world that you just happen to turn on your scanning tool and now you can scan that. So you're constantly switching on the scanning tool every time you move 10 meters to look around so that you can get research points to scan this stuff. Um, And you don't really know what you're looking for because it could be any object throughout the environment that you could be scanning, which doesn't make any sense at all. So anyway, you get these research points and then you um, you go in and you're like, all right, I want this gun. But rather than just having one form of currency, it's just like, all right, well, I've, now I have to research the gun, which gives me the blueprints. But fuck, I didn't have enough of the stuff required to craft that stuff. So I've wasted all these points on, you know, this blueprint. And so you're essentially left with nothing because you can't use it. So now you got to go out doing more, more scanning and, and that sort of shit. And it's just like this tedious task that doesn't make any sense. And, oh, maybe I've scanned the wrong... Oh, maybe I've tried to research the wrong type of um, weapon and I should have researched the, the second one instead of the third model because I already had that one and I didn't realize because it doesn't really tell me I've got it. Um, it's just completely sloppy and messy and adding on top of that all the stuff like the elements that you use to craft all these items with you're just gaining stuff all the time every time you loot a body it's just like all right i've picked up six things and some of it is junk but some of it is elemental material that i can use to craft stuff but i don't really know what that is because it's not laid out anywhere particularly well it's kind of in my inventory sitting there um I don't know. All right, maybe, maybe Job, I need four more pieces of iron, but where the fuck do I get four pieces of iron from? I don't know. It's just kind of laying throughout the world. And you can, you can, um, like, look at planets and, 
um, which is a completely different area of the game. But you can look at planets and kind of see what metals are on them, but it doesn't show you all of them. So it's kind of just becomes like a random guessing game of like, am I going to find this shit or not? Um, so anyway, the whole the whole menu system is just terrible and that kind of ties into the like the quest system as well it's um that is all broken down into like a folder structure so you might pick up i don't know a bunch of quests on a planet let's say or the nexus you've been in the nexus right mm. yep say so i go to the nexus and i find i speak to a bunch of people i get like five different fucking quests i need to get do two of them might be broken up into like side quests and two of them might be companion quests and then one of them might be a planet quest and then um something else could be uh maybe like a collection quest or something like that but it's all laid out into like um it's all grouped into like this weird order so if you want to kind of be like all right well what's everything what is all the shit that i can do on this planet there's not really an easy way to do that other than looking at your map and being like, all right, well, this is a marking that's on my map. What is this thing? And then you got to activate it and kind of look at it. Um, because if you go back to the menu, the quest log system, it's grouped into like where you kind of uh, found that quest and what category it's in. So, all right, I'm, there might be five quests on this planet that I'm on, but it's all grouped up into side quest, companion quest, uh, main mission, and then like, it's just all over the place. So you don't get like, you can't group them to say, all right, this is all the stuff I want to do on this planet. Um, let me run around and do it. It's just all over the place. And there's not an easy way of flicking back between them. Um, so you're, you're not being able to filter any of that stuff really good at all. Uh, what else is terrible about it? The, um, the, uh, so back when you're actually sort of navigating around the, uh, the galaxy, it does the similar thing. I think it was in Mass Effect 2 where you're kind of scanning planets and going from one to the other. And um, back then, I think it was like a... Uh, there was like a mining mini game that you would kind of do. And you would like tune into the frequencies and then shoot off like a probe. I yeah. think that's how you um, you scan for minerals and that sort of stuff. Yeah. That's sort of in this game, but it's more of a... You scan a planet and once you get to the planet, the reticle just kind of says you need to move the cursor or the analog stick um i'm playing on pc so you need to move your mouse up to the left and to the uh to the top a bit because this direction is where you need to scan but there's no real mini game there it's just kind of move your mouse in this direction oh there's something here now click the button um and then it shoots off a probe and it's like all right maybe you collected minerals or this is a good landing spot for your for your missions to go and do um so there's no there's not really any effort behind that it's kind of just you get to the planet and it tells you where to put your mouse and then you move your mouse in that direction and then you get stuff so that's not any good um at least the other games had like you know something like a, it wasn't a great mini game but it gave you something to kind of think about and it was a bit tricky and you could upgrade those components and that sort of stuff so that was interesting um and it's you know, on top of that it's super tedious because every time you go from one planet to another it's this like giant super long animation that looks really cool and um you know kind of like flying through space and going in between planets and whatnot but it takes like 10 seconds for you to go from one planet to the other as soon as you click on it so you might get there and there's nothing really there for you to do so you spend like 10-15 minutes going like searching this solar system going from planet to planet um 
trying to find minerals or trying to find little side objectives that just takes so long to go through and do uh, that that could have been, I think, shortened a bit or at least made more interesting. Um, so, yeah, that that's kind of a bit shitty as well. The the things that I do, are the, I don't like the combat either. Combat's not great. Uh, I, I spoke about this last week being like, the combat hasn't been a strong point in the last games, but at least, you know, it, there was good things about it. Stuff like the, you know, being able to control your AI partners or your companions around and giving them directions and saying, All right, I want you to use this ability. And then while that's happening, I'm going to combo that with my ability and we'll cause this huge, awesome explosion to happen and we'll take things down that way. So that, that as we said last week, that's all being taken out. All we can really do is, is um, tell your characters where to go, um, mm. which is not helpful at all. You can level up their abilities and say, all right, I want to put points in, in this stuff, but you don't get control over when they should use it or if they've used it. <laughs> so it's kind of hard to to figure out what's going on there. The combat, I don't like because they've they've put in like a snap-in mechanic on the um, cover-based shooting. So you have to be up close to an object and then they will crouch behind it, which do you think that works properly, Job, or not? Probably not. Uh- no. <laughs> yeah. I, I've run into so many like objects and being like, why the fuck are you not ducking? Duck, duck. Yeah. No. All right. I'm getting shot at and now I'm dead. Um, it, like, I, that was one of the things in the preview that I thought would just get fixed. Hmm. Um, yeah. It's one of those, those things that you come across and you're just like, yeah, this, this has got to get fixed. This, I'm sure they'll, they'll fix this. It sounds like nothing <laughs> that you good. expected to be fixed. Oh, okay. Got fixed. fixed. Yeah, okay. Um, so, yeah, I don't like the combat. What I do like about it is... I do like the, the story that they're trying to tell. Like, this... Um, this... This group of uh, people that have been sent off to another galaxy who are trying to find... Uh, to populate, like, new homeworlds. Um, I think that's quite an interesting sci-fi story to tell. And what they're kind of doing with the missions in that, I, I am finding interesting. So, um, I think you've played a bit of it. Basically, you land on this first planet and it's, they, they, they basically get to the home world that they're supposed to be at and something's not right with it. It's like, it's not, it's not, it doesn't look like the scans that they thought it would. The atmosphere is completely different to what is livable for humans. Um, so they go down and they, they basically trying to figure out what's going on. And you spend a good like 10, 10, well, I spent a good 10, 15 hours on this planet, um, going around and doing a bunch of missions on there. And it's, it's trying to figure out like what is happening. And it turns out that like you need to make this planet livable again so you're doing all these um different tasks like uh making the atmosphere uh, a bit better um which <laughs> is another thing i don't like about it because they oh my God. The, the atmosphere on these planets um and it seems to be a recurring theme you can't actually walk into certain areas because oh no there's radiation here and right. you can only be standing out here for a certain amount of time before you start taking damage right. um and this area in particular is level one radiation, but in order to lock you from going exploring the entire planet, oh, this part over here is level three radiation. And I'm guessing as you know, the game yeah. progresses, you'll get something to make that go down or right, whatever. Yeah. And later on, you'll go back and, and whatever. Um, sure. But I've gotten to a second planet where it's like, oh, this planet's a nice planet. 
you can't go out because it's really fucking cold. So mm-hmm. these are the areas you can explore. And um, what they do is they, they basically give you a space car that you can drive around in. And uh, that <laughs> that lets you drive around in these areas. But oh. also you can't be in... Um, the, the space car also takes the same sort of damage. So uh, oh. you can't really be out there too long. You kind of got to get back to an area that is... Um, so, for instance, on the, the, the ice planet, they've got giant heaters all around the place. And so you can't venture out too long. You have to go back to the giant heater to heat your car up. It's fucking dumb. It is so dumb. And I remember when I saw some videos of this, I was like, why does everything look so barren? It's not like, and I've, I've mentioned it before on one of the shows, like, I don't like what they're doing with it. Like, everything looks empty. And that's what this game is. Like, a lot of it is just driving around and there's empty spaces and it doesn't feel, um, I understand that these planets are uninhabited for, um, you know, they're not like densely populated, the ones that I've been to anyway, but I expected, you know, 20 hours into this game to maybe see some something happening. Like those first games, you went to um, planets that were, they they looked like people were living in them and it was, there was stuff happening and um, it wasn't just negative space everywhere, which mm. was kind of terrible. Um, but what was I talking about uh, that I liked? Uh, yeah, I kind of like the, the whole aesthetic of like setting up a planet and making it livable. And that, that's kind of what the missions feel like as you're going along, like the main missions. Um, and I kind of like that idea of, of, of um, going from planet to planet and trying to figure out like what is going on and how you can fix these planets. But whether that will get repetitive along the way, because I'm seeing a lot of stuff now on the second planet that I've kind of done on the first one. Um, and it could be that... Uh, um, that this formula just keeps going over and over again uh, until like, oh, I've now done five planets. Let's, you know, let's see where this goes. So I think if they keep going down this direction, it could get a bit boring. Uh, yeah, but like there is some good stuff in there in terms of the missions. I've done a couple of them. I've been like, oh, that's pretty cool. Um, whereas some of it has been quite tedious and uninteresting mainly because the acting is not very great and some of the dialogue is not very great but when they do uh when they do some stuff in there that that is quite interesting and compelling that it does feel fun and exciting so Mm. i I have had fun playing certain aspects of the game but other parts i'm just like holy fuck this is a giant complete pile of mess and i don't understand why it is like this what is going on it just seems like all these different teams made all these different components and they slapped them together and certain stuff just n- has not worked and um, yeah it's just not coherent and it, you kind of expect more from a game titled Mass Effect because uh, like for all the shit we gave Mass Effect 3 that was still a really fucking good game it's just the ending was pretty let downy right yeah um, whereas this is just uh, I don't know what is going on at all in there <laughs> So, have I convinced right, you to play it? Oh, yeah, definitely. I'll, I'll install it now. Um, radical radical theory, right? Conspiracy theory. Yeah. What if Bioware, being friends to all mankind, yeah. deliberately made, uh, made Mass Effect Andromeda have bad acting in it to really highlight what good quality voice acting is capable of to uh, imbue the industry with a sense of uh, understanding about how important good voice acting is. Hmm. 
Doesn't uh, explain all the other shit that's wrong with no, it. No, definitely not. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I'm still... I, I can still see stuff in there that, that's really cool. Like, um, like the some of the mission stuff in there is a lot of fun. But, like, even the, the companion characters, I'm just not feeling it with any of them. Um, and I think that's got to do with the uh, the voice acting and the dialogue that they've been given. It's just like, oh, it's just so boring and bland and uninteresting. Um, but there's... Like, the first time that I saw that solar system layout and, like, going from planet to planet, I was like, fuck, this is pretty cool. This looks awesome. But then, after doing that twice, I was like, well, there's nothing really... There's no real game aspect to this. It's kind of just clicking a button and flying from one planet to another. Mm. And I'm not really... I'm not really searching for minerals. I'm kind of just following this arrow and then clicking on where the arrow tells me to click. Uh, and every time I want to go to a new planet, it takes, you know, not a huge amount of time, but after doing it 50, 60 times, it's starting to eat into it. And uh, yeah, it's just, uh, it's just taken, it's taken a fun. It seems like it's all the shit that's wrong with it is taking the fun away slowly and slowly. So I don't know. Uh, the, the jump pack is cool. The jetpack. <laughs> That's cool. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, uh, not feeling it. I'm not feeling it. I don't, I don't know if the the sevens were justified. Um, I might have went lower. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, surely. Yeah. From what I've played. Right. Yeah. I think I was pretty, I was pretty all right with it up until I got to the second planet when I was like, all right, I, I was like, it's kind of forgiving. I'm, I was still having fun with it, but when yep. I got to the second planet, I was like, "Shit, it's doing the same thing as what I just did on the first planet." Is this what the game's going to be? Just the same me going to six planets and doing the same thing over and over again? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not what Mass Effect two and three were like. Um, mm. And I'm hoping, like, I haven't done any of the companion missions or. Um, uh, Sorry, I've, I've done a couple of the companion, like, oh, can you go get this for me? But I haven't, like, wooed anybody to say, all right, we're best. But, like, I haven't done their arc, their whole arc of companion stuff. So, I don't know what that, any of that stuff is like. Um, there could be some cool things there. But otherwise, yeah, there are a lot of issues that I have with it so far. Um, I, and I'd be curious to hear somebody else's, which I was trying to get Nate on tonight. But yep. <laughs> I think he's busy. Um, or he didn't want to shit on Mass Effect. So, no, he was just busy. Yeah. He very much wants to shit on Mass Effect. Um, Maybe we can get Jung on next week. Has he he wants to it? shit on Mass Effect as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if there's much else I can say about it for the moment that I can really think of, but it's... Um, yeah, it's just, it's just super strange. Super strange game. I'd be curious to see what some of our listeners think that maybe have played a bit more and, and um, what they think about it. Because, you know, when I saw the sevens, I was like, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll see what it's like. But I think they were being um, quite lenient and, uh, you know, all they were being average, you know, typical video game average, whereas I would have been much lower. So, yeah, you should be lucky that I didn't review it for anybody. <laughs> Yeah. Mm. Oh, maybe it'll get better as this thing goes on. You know, I've heard people say that it gets better as it goes on, but I'm 
quite a bit into it and um, I'm not feeling it so far yeah so we'll see yeah. you know you know what I am feeling though what can we move on of course definitely player unknowns battlegrounds where the fuck did this game come from fucking I've been tracking it for ages well, I'm uh, sure you have you were the first weren't I you was, yes I was well well it was well nearly gonna be called shit. Joby's battlegrounds but um you know you gave in on that one right yeah, I did. I had to. I had to. I knew it would be better for branding. I guess. No, uh, I think I got pinged on this uh, from our Discord channel. Someone was saying um, it was uh, worth keeping an eye on, and uh, I missed out on the early. I can't remember who. If just remind me if you did uh, warn me about it ahead of time. But uh, yeah, um, yeah, I noticed player unknown i remember his name from uh the armor 2 mod battle royale armor 3 mod and uh h1z1 and um yeah i was i was well on board i wanted to see what it was like as soon as possible because um everything i'd read was that he uh left h1z1 because he didn't like the way they were monetizing the game mm-hmm. uh and sort of that sort of to me it speaks to a um a philosophy that uh, i really jive with i guess so uh yeah as soon as it hit early access uh i bought it and started playing immediately and it was fucking yeah well on board well on board um so it's a battle royale ga- battle royale game uh, which means you sort of you wait for a hundred people to join a server. You'll get jumped on this in a C-130. The C-130 flies over a map, and uh, you'll get dumped out on the map. And from there, it is last man standing or last team standing. Yeah. And uh, further to that, it's uh, it's a case of sort of uh, forcing you to get into a small like it's got these safe zones and anywhere outside of the safe zone is sort of impacted by this uh gas or like electricity or whatever the fuck you want to call it it's a zone where you you take damage while you're while you're outside of the safety and uh the zone itself gets smaller and smaller until like basically all but one are dead um it's uh, it's pretty fucking good. <laughs> it's pretty fucking good. It's early access, uh, so yeah, it's it's a little bit janky, but uh, this it like it is the most. I think it's more impressive than fucking H one Z Z one is, and H one Z one's been out for a while. Um, it just come out of the gates with a really good idea of what it, what the fucker wants to be, and uh, it's delivering on it like really fucking well, which I think is awesome. Um, yeah, it's. So basically, yeah, you get in the server and your number one priority is finding a weapon. And we're not talking like DayZ style find a weapon. We're talking about if you don't have a fucking pistol inside of two minutes, you are in a lot of fucking trouble. (laughs) Like a lot of fucking trouble. Especially Uh, if you don't have a squad with you or anyone else with you. Yeah. Um, And if you do have a pistol and there's someone nearby who doesn't have one, God help them. Just... They're dead. They're fucking done. Go murder them. And uh, yeah, that's that's basically it. You are. Uh, it's it's a giant game of hide and seek at its core. I mean, it's not. Yeah, it's not really. Uh, 
about combat a lot of the time. You, mm. A lot of the combat, you want to you wanna be involved in combat situations where only one one side of the fight knows where the other people are and hopefully you are the side that knows where the other people are uh because yeah you you don't want to get into a fucking 50 50 fights because it can be difficult it can be very difficult for you to put them down i mean obviously we're playing on korean servers so we're dealing with lag which amps up the difficulty as in and of itself although Australian service should be out today tonight right, after we finish this hopefully after we finish this um, but yeah nevertheless you still you still don't want like, you don't want to take that chance because maybe they maybe they spray downrange at you and they clip you in the fucking head and you die you know you don't want to take that chance also if they know where, if they're shooting you your your stuff's getting damaged you're taking damage anyway you've got to waste or use your uh med kits and stuff to heal back up and stuff hmm. like there's just you yeah you want to you want to hide and kill from the shadows and that's basically that's that's the game it's a hide and seek game until yeah the end when yeah you go ham um I uh, I don't know. I really, I really fucking like it. I really fucking like it. And there's something about like to me, it represents because Luke, uh, not Luke, uh, Heath was saying um, it's sort of uh, I described Wasteland as Daisy and fast forward. Mm-hmm. And he he was he's been watching videos. He hasn't bought it yet, but he's been watching videos. And he was like, "This seems more like Daisy and Fast Forward. This is in double fast. This is Daisy in double fast forward. Yeah. Wasteland, like it's sort of like this this path that I think you take. You ta- you go from way, uh, battle royale or battlegrounds uh, through Wasteland onto on your way to Daisy, where it's very slow and interactions uh, have the possibility to be social on it in a way that they never will be in this." Mm-hmm. There's no way you ever team up with someone uh, in this until the end, right? I don't, I, I don't see it happening. There's no way I get into a fucking server as solo and I find some rando and I'm like, hey, do you want to team up and see see how we go into the end? Because it just seems like a shortcut to getting my brains punched in. Yeah, because somebody's going to win, right? Somebody's exactly. gonna, one of you is going to die at some stage um, when you get to the end, <laughs> even if you do get to the end. Only yep. one person can win, and how you decide that? Oh, I'll let you win this time, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, it just—I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Now, now that there's Australian servers, I'm kind of tempted to give it a shot a little bit, see if I can convince people to team up with me, and see how long it lasts once one of us gets a fucking weapon. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah. Nevertheless, I don't think I don't like. It's not really in the genetics of the game. It's not really the way the game works. Like it's sort of. Um, specifically pits you against other people hmm. so you don't really want to yeah try that on i guess yeah yeah the, the fact that Heath kind of um said it's or you guys are saying it's like daisy on fast forward that's kind of how i felt about it is that i haven't played wasteland or um h1z1 any of those games and so for me when i jumped in and started playing it's like oh shit it's like daisy but uh super quick and there's no zombies <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and that's how I felt about it. Because even the um, like the inventory system is, is very similar. Yeah, it's kind of you know dragging and dropping from the the ground, picking things up, putting on uh, attachments to your weapons. It's in third person. Um, you know, it's 
it's not as it's a bit more unrealistic in terms of the um, you know hit mechanics and and being able to down someone as DayZ. DayZ is pretty like pretty much like a one shot two shot yep. kill type thing. Um, whereas this is you can take a couple of rounds if you don't get hit in the head before you fall down. Um, yeah, and so, if yeah. you've got a level two helmet, you can even cop a bullet in the head. Um, yeah, you know this body from armor. a lower caliber ammo anyway um yeah it's um yeah it's you got a bit of survivability and i think that's good um yeah there's body armor there's ways to heal your health back up there's um Um, the only way you can't heal it back up is if you've taken damage from the blue mysterious circle um so if you're outside the zone and you take damage you can't heal that up as far as i've can tell you can yep using what regular shit the stuff oh. you, so so the way it works right you've got your you've got your hard cap of health and you've got your soft cap and once you if you use a first aid kit you'll immediately go back up to your soft cap of health if you want to go above your soft cap you have to use like a painkillers or a red bull to drag like you'll then regen that health really really slowly oh okay that maybe that's why i haven't yeah. tried doing um, that stuff that stuff yeah so remember so so we've been playing it a lot, uh, listeners. But uh, Luke was in a situation where basically uh, we were in a four stack and uh, three of us died fucking instantly. And Luke lived and managed to live until I think the second last uh, like tightening of the circle. Like he managed to make his way into the circle, found a place to fucking hide like a genius and then uh oh yeah that one <laughs> yeah he was hiding in a container and the fucking circle somehow just kept constricting over where he was standing which was uh amazing hmm. um so yeah he just managed to keep being able to hide until yeah uh so what i wanted you to do so the last thing that happens i've, I've managed to survive until there are no more like the circle is just gone yeah it's everywhere is just gas area and i don't know what happens but basically you are very much encouraged to go find the other people who must be meters from you and murder them or at least get some damage on them because if they tick damage like they tick down on damage first uh then they will die first and you'll win and you just need to like you all you need to do is tick later than they do and so one of the things that i was like hoping you would get the opportunity to do is drink uh, a red bull or take some painkillers at in the moment just before that uh last constriction occurs yeah because that that would have meant that you would have been ticking upwards in health while also ticking down because i've seen it happen like if you drink a if you take like a painkillers while you're out in the in the blue area, yeah. you will still tick upwards in damage. So you you will regain health while also losing health. Okay. Uh, so that does happen. Um, so yeah, it would have been interesting. It would be a very good experiment to do. Mm. Uh, you'd also still have to not get you know murdered or whatever. But uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, there's a lot. There's a lot to it. There's a lot of there's a lot involved that I keep wanting to like learn more and more about, and uh, I think that's 
part of the charm of it. You know, you want to find the weapons that you like the most. At the moment, uh, for me, it goes M416 uh, and then AKM mm-hmm. and everything else is pretty even. Uh, yeah. But yeah, like other than that, like, yeah, you want to find the weapons. You want to find like... Uh, smooth ways to do things i don't know if anyone else uh, anyone else in our group is doing this uh but what i like to do is uh i'll carry a hollow or a red dot sight and an acog which like a four by or an eight by scope Hmm. and you can switch those at will you just hit you hit tab and you drag and drop yeah i do that a bit um and suddenly yeah you can go from if you then switch to single fire if you've got a decent enough weapon if you've got a fucking akm you might as well have a, a sniper rifle yeah. an akm and a fucking four by or an eight by scope you are just as effective like well not just as effective but almost as effective as someone with a fucking sniper rifle and uh yeah you can you can fucking tear shit up. It's amazing. It's fantastic. Um, so yeah, like like experimenting with shit like that, or experimenting with the different ways to regain health, um, testing silly shit like how fast you can drive certain areas, or what happens when you go into the, like deliberately drive into the red zone. I put up a video just before we started recording about um, where I like Drew and I were driving a uh, buggy and uh i specifically drove us into the red zone to see what happened i've still never been exploded by the red zone yeah and i've hidden inside the red zone dozens of posts uh dozens of times and uh post like the circle constricting outside i've run into the red zone to get through it onto the other side and stuff like that doesn't matter I think it's I think it's pretty much just like this is the red zone. If you get a bomb that drops on you, then you're dead. I, I don't think necessarily means that um, if you're in that zone when the bombs start dropping, you die. So yeah, I think you just have to be unlucky and get hit by one of those bombs in that 15 seconds that they do drop them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, last night when Scroll and I were playing, we hid in like a little shack, and um, there was no I don't, there was no door in the shack either. And um, cause we were getting like super unlucky with these, uh, uh, with this. Basically, the circles um, reduce every what couple of minutes. It'll say like two minutes left until the you need to get in the zone. And then once you get into that area, kind of um, this blue circle kind of spawns up, and then that starts reducing. And so once you're in the um, the white area, the safe zone, you don't really know where the next bit's going to be shrinking to. And every time we kind of were playing and doing that, it was always be the furthest part away from us. Like mm. the circle would not be centered. It'd go off into a different area. And um, and while we were running to one of these places, where we were standing, like an enormous area was a red zone. And we were like, well, we're fucked. So we found this little shack. We get in there and the bombs start dropping and all the windows around this uh, on this shack just start exploding all over the place and we were freaking out. But yeah, we survived. <laughs> Even though they were dropping literally right next to us, uh, around us, um, so yeah, I don't, I don't really know how the how much of a radius you need to be in in order to get hurt by that stuff, but uh, it always scares the shit out of me whenever they do. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Yep. So yeah, I, I'm really digging it. I like that you can um, that you can kind of just 
play it how you want to play it as well you can be the type of person that goes in there and shoots everybody or you can be like the stealthy type and make it to the last town and then kill two people um i think the most i think the best way to go about it is by being proactive and shooting people you do get points for that stuff as well so if if that's the sort of thing that really matters to you um because i i don't know if I haven't really looked into it, but it, there you are rated on like statistics and whatnot. But is there like an overall score for each player? Or is it just like a win loss ratio? Um, I have seen win loss, but I don't know if there's like a score to it. I don't know. There might be like a separate area that's like this is your score. Yeah, um, maybe. But it's generally like either either you won or you lost type thing, and and where you ranked. So. If you do want to survive to the end and just hide in a corner somewhere. No, no, there's a score. There's a score. Yeah, you, you do get a score and you get a score for killing people and doing damage. Yeah. Yeah. For hitting I, people. I've got it here. Yeah. Yeah. You do just, that. You, you can do that. But is there like a, a ranking system for that? Yeah. And, and it's in the rankings. Yeah. Okay. I just, I just looked at my thing, uh, yep. my video of the main menu. So I like that way. I like being aggressive and, and that sort of stuff as well. Um, but at the same time, it's fun to just kind of work your way into certain areas and be sneaky and and uh get a good advantage point and pick people off when they least expect it um yeah it's 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 really fun i quite dig this game a lot for what it is so far for an early access game uh that we were like hey everybody's playing this i think the day it came out was like i think you said you got a key uh and then i got home and bought it and we had like a four squad that night i think yeah yeah, pretty sure. Like people just jumped in. Um, it's good. We've been yeah playing with people on Discord. Uh, so that makes it even easier to get a four stack. And uh, yeah, I'm uh, yeah well into it. And I love playing with new people as well because like people are new to the game. I mean, because you get to like I I, I just like teaching them elements of the game, taking them through shit. So yeah, it's really good fun all good mm-hmm. in the hood yeah I um there's still stuff that needs to be worked on I, I think that the um the biggest problem I've got with it is the foliage system and how that kind of works at the moment yeah um depending on the distance you are from whoever you're trying to shoot at or sorry the other way around actually whoever's shooting at you because you may think that you're in cover and can't be seen you know maybe behind a bush but on their screen that piece of grass or that bush is not being drawn on the screen so you just look like you're lying out in the open or sitting um or crouching type thing um i think that needs to be addressed and is quite important because there's no point like everybody is just going to play the game on low to very low um graphical settings if it just gives you an advantage of being able to see people um what i would like them to have is that it doesn't matter what setting you're on the the grass and foliage, um, bushes, trees, whatever, will be rendered for everybody at the same, the same distance. Um, yep. and I can understand that's going to take performance hits on certain PCs, but at the same time, you're giving uh, advantages to people that are playing it a certain way, and uh, I don't think that's uh, a good way to approach it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, hopefully, we can talk about it, I guess, a bit more next week once the Australian servers hit uh tonight um and we'll see exactly how things like lag work and whatnot because we've been playing it with 150 ping or whatever it is we're playing with i would guess between 100 to 200 ping and i've still been having a lot of fun with it 
Um, yep. For the moment, it seems like cars are quite useless to be in. You get quick to, uh, picked off quite easily. Um, they're, they're good to kind of use as places to to get to cover in really quickly. Like if you're outside of the zone, the safe zone, and you need to get somewhere, you can kind of jump in and use cover to get from one point to another really quickly. But there, that's kind of where I would leave the car. I'd, I'd ditch it and then start making my way up to the zone because um, they are quite loud and people can hear you coming from ages away. And if you are driving that thing and you start taking hits, it's kind of hard to... Um, sort of stop and figure out where you're getting shot from and then return mm-hmm. fire by that stage you usually it's not good for you so yeah mm-hmm. um, it's like a risk reward type thing but um, otherwise the loot system like the external loot system I think that's quite good because obviously it's cosmetic based and it doesn't really factor into to, um, any stats or anything like that so I'm, I'm quite happy with them having that in there they want to make money that way that's that's fine with them um, I'm interested to see if they do like seasonal stuff where where they reset it like every month or so um, the yep. leaderboard system apparently they've got an ELO ranking system in the matchmaking um, so I'm interested to see how that works with Australian servers hopefully the games will be still quick for us to get into because they're being extremely quick to start up um, first of all we've been playing on the Korean servers I yeah. haven't had to wait at all for mm-hmm. um, you know to find a, a match. Usually, it's it's within a minute we get a, a game going, so that's been really good. And it seems like the demand is there, according to the the developers. So that's that's awesome to hear. So yeah, it's got a lot of promising stuff in there. I'm I'm, I'm curious to see what else they kind of add to the game as it kind of expands and goes on, um, and, and as people get better. Um, you know, better in terms of combat and the mechanics of the game, how it kind of evolves and what sort of meta it um, it introduces into the game and, and how people play it. But yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, I've not played it at all solo. I've only played duos and squads. So yep. there are, there's like three modes you can play solo, which is by yourself against 100 or 99 other people. Um, duos, you want to partner, so against 50 other people. And then squads, um, it's you and... Uh, four people up against what is it 25 you and three people sorry you and three people um so yeah that that's kind of how it, it's it's uh formed and i think it's really really cool that you can kind of play with um a bunch of others like that and the fact that we've had a lot of people in our discord jump in and at some points we've had too many so we might have to start a second a second discord group in there or something uh for people to, to to jump into but yeah it's been fun i've really enjoyed that game a lot yep yeah um and it seems like the developers have been very very good at uh letting everyone everybody know what's going on for uh, true but it's early days let's let's not jack them off yet i mean no, but a lot of early access games start out with lots and lots of info early on. I have faith mm. because of the guy involved, but yeah. yeah. But what I'm saying is they've come out within a week and said, all right, these are our plans on what we want to fix. And this is our kind of timetable. Uh, you don't see that a lot from developers saying, like, all right, we know these problems exist. Um, here's when we're looking at fixing them. But at least they've, they've kind of been up front and said, said like this is our our to-do list and we'll get to it when we can and this is when we think we'll get to it yeah the fact that they are introducing two more server clusters uh within a couple of days of it launching is super promising so yeah i'm i'm quite looking forward to playing a lot more of this one 
Yep. Definitely. Uh, anything else to talk about on that? No. No. All no. right. Should we go into newses? Uh, yep. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. Uh, Outlast 2 has been reclassified, uh, re-reviewed in Australia. It's now an R18 game. This one's weird because uh, the last week, we talked about this last week, but it was reviewed and refused classification. But since then, the developers come out and said that um, the review process was done incorrectly. They sent the wrong, the wrong stuff to the developer. Uh, sorry, to the classification board, and uh, that attributed to like some sort of video being sent across, which was alpha footage, which is not in the final game. Um, does that sound correct? What I'm saying? Yep. Yeah. And what do you take? What's your take on that? Because it sounds fucking weird to me. Uh, bullshit. Uh, yeah. Bullshit. Bullshit. Bull. Bull. Bullshit. They. It, yeah. Look, I. It screams. Marketing ploy to me. Yeah. Yeah. They did it to get some free marketing for their game. Uh, by yeah, submitting the game with the wrong stuff. Oh, it's banned. Oh, evil. Oh, it's so scary. <laughs> look, it's a horror game, right? Being banned could only be good for it. So, yeah. No. Bullshit. And I, I, it just makes me less... Like, the the, cons, the fucking idea. They should have let, let it be banned in Australia. Yeah. That's That, that would have hidden their fucking tracks. Yeah. It's a bit strange. Um, a bit strange. It's fucking cynical. Is what it is. <laughs> I don't know what's going on over there. And, yeah, it's, it's really... Uh, like at what stage are you like oh no sorry we actually sent you the, the, the wrong uh, video the actual game doesn't have any that in it it'll be fine trust us yep like, how do we how do they know that <laughs> yeah I don't know I don't know it's garbage anyway you can now play it in Australia if you want uh, yeah when it comes out thanks um, in say, adding to that I believe um, Dead by Daylight Rumor is that they're going to have some DLC that'll tie to Outlast 2 as well. Really? So, yeah. That's so now you'll play it. No. Well, they've got Luke. Oh, they got me. Yeah. Um, what else is here? Oh, this is like, we're re- like rehashing last week's news. We're going to talk about it again. Uh, last week, we talked about the League of Legends Tainted Minds drama that was happening. Sure. Um, since then, like, it was kind of the players, coaches, and Riot, I think, had come out of that stage and talked about what was going on. Um, Tain and Minds then released a statement, um, basically giving their side of the story. But in doing so, <laughs> rather than, I guess, I would put it taking it uh, and being professional about it, they, uh, yeah, didn't do a good job of putting their side of the argument up by just... Uh, for once, they they putting public information about people's names out in the statement, um, yep. their personal details on there, which was mm-hmm. very shit of them, um, and then went into details to like oh, say that this is not true what they said. Here's our side of the story, and putting like a bunch of screenshots and and that sort of thing in there um, which I don't think is the right way to go about it I think as a you know professional organization you kind of just say alright we, we this is the thing we're looking at we're dealing with blah 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 kind of like case closed um, you don't go out there and publicly name people and say that they've um, 
you know, that these are the things they did and that we believe we did all the things right that we, we could do on our end and here's our proof. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think that's the best way to go about it um, at all. What, what do you think? No, yeah. No, they definitely fucked that up. I mean, they yeah, it's it's a def- definitely a fucked up way to go about it. And yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm so sick of this drama. <laughs> yeah. It just, it makes the fucking, it makes the OC scene look so fucking amateur hour. And I think at this point, the only fucking option is to ban Tainted Minds from OPL. That is the only option. I, it doesn't. It, it like there. I think I said it last week yeah. that the like the only fucking reasonable play for Tainted Minds was to like release them and get out, right? Yeah. But now the only reasonable play is for riots to fucking ban TM because like it, it, it is straight up making the entire fucking scene look amateur. And I know for a fact that the other teams work really fucking hard to avoid that. So, uh, like, oh, God. (laughs) Even ignoring the the other fucking news out of fucking today. Which is next. Yeah, we'll talk about it next. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's a giant mess, eh? Like, um, so they they put that statement out and, and like, their ex, uh, what was she? She was the, like, team manager. Um, yep. They basically put her name out there, so, uh, like front and center, um, which is not cool because she obviously doesn't use her personal name in all this stuff. Um, and also, they they were contracted in there as well not to disclose anybody's details in public statements. It was written there. Um, so, they named her. They also named some of the players and coaches. Uh, she ended up getting like doxxed, like people were trying to get into her LinkedIn profile and reset things like that's the type of drama that comes out of this and that's why it's a lot of people don't want their personal details out there um because mm. shit like this does happen uh but then also to come out and be like oh no here's our side of the story um and then you know we had the players also respond to this and say well they've left out key details here's actually the full screenshot and so it's turned into yet again like another they said we said you know type of thing and you don't really know who's telling like if everybody's telling the truth or if some things are being fabricated um i don't think both sides um are telling the truth i think there's obviously lies happening on both sides but we don't know that um but i think that tainted minds is definitely the ones that have uh that have done the most damage here it's you know six six people have been trying to get this fixed for months and it seems like they've fucked around with it. Um, so yeah, I- I'm in the opinion that they should be removed completely from from the League of Legends OCE yep. uh, uh, division for I don't know, maybe ever. Um, might be a good way of putting it, just to to show other teams that are interested in going. Don't treat your players like shit. And the yeah. thing is, like these guys, they're, they're kids, right? The people that are playing these games are. Uh, they've currently got a 17 year old playing on that team and he's the one, he's the only one that stayed on. And I can understand that. Like he's, uh, it's a, the first professional team that he's played on. He's 17 years old. He kind of, he maybe doesn't know if he'll get onto another squad. Um, that it'd be at least that on that level. Cause there's not many teams that are playing in that, uh, um, you know, what is it? Eight teams, 10 teams, Job? Do you know? Eight. Yeah. Eight. How many, there's what, five players that have a main role? 
what are the chances of him, you know, maybe he's good enough to get in another squad. Um, but yeah, he's, maybe he's he quite young, he doesn't really know. So he's probably more than happy to just stick it through and see what happens, get a bit more experience. He's only been played for a little bit, a little bit of time professionally. Um, whereas the others, you know, a bunch of them are international players. They'll get snapped up. Um, they've got nothing to worry about if they leave. They just wanted their contract sorted out. So, yeah, the, all this whole thing doesn't look good. Riot still hasn't said anything about the situation, which uh, it's been a, what, a week and a half, nearly two weeks. Yeah. Um, they said they were going to look into it. Nothing said out of that. Um, you've got players that are still going on about it. Um, you know, there's fighting happening between Tain Mines and you've got people from Riot blocking some of these players on their person, like their Twitter feeds, not personal Twitter, but um, stuff like that. It's just like giant, giant pile of crap that's happened um, since then. But then also the other drama that's happened like two days ago um, was... You've got the uh, the main like eight teams that are in the uh, the oceanic region that kind of compete against each other. But there's also like a challenger series, which mm. is the not as higher tier caliber teams that can. I guess they they get to a level where if they're good enough to win that um, oceanic challenger series, then they can kind of progress to the next stage. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's happened in that division is. Uh, one of the teams that is in the grand final, which has happening, I think it's, is it next week or this weekend? Uh, this weekend? This weekend. Um, so the team that has made it to the grand final, uh, Team Renegades, uh, three of their players were found- Regicide. Regicide, sorry. Team Regicide were, were found to be uh, uh, basically boosting, boosting accounts, um, which means- and selling. That, and one of them was found to be selling accounts as well. So they've they've now been removed from <laughs> competition pe- from the from the competition and future competitions as well um, until twenty eighteen. One of them has been removed until twenty eighteen. The other two, no. I think, can play till twenty seventeen. No, no, they're all removed until twenty eighteen. One of them's been removed until split two of twenty eighteen. Ah, uh, okay. Like halfway through to twenty eighteen. Yeah. So the so now one of the teams that is in the grand final uh, now only has two players for the moment, and yep. they need to sport. <laughs> like three more players to to play that one. This is like in like what is going on over there in this game in the uh, oceanic region. One of the things that I saw people complaining about, which you wrote down here, is that uh, apparently teams don't have the ability to do background checks on players, so they kind of just need to take like a chance in who they pick in their squad. Um, right, and they don't really know they they don't have the stats or anything like that to kind of see if people are. are are dodging it up or like what they're doing and they rely on rights to look into that stuff and give them the okay to say thumbs up yeah you should sign these people to your team because we've looked at it and it's good but as it's turned out uh this stuff was looked into later on and they've made it all the way to the grand final by doing uh some dodgy stuff which is kind of a bit crap uh, which I mean, they're still gonna play there's more to it than that i mean XR5, uh, we the currently bottom of the ladder team in the OPL, yep. have gone AWOL. Like, yeah, they have lost every single game in the OPL because they're basically a buy, and they haven't been like they haven't posted anything on any of their social hmm. in like a month and a half now. Yeah, um, like straight up, like nothing on Facebook, nothing on Twitter, nothing anywhere. Like they're just gone. Yeah. Speared. Okay. Uh, that's an entire team. 
gone. I don't know, like I cannot understand what the fuck is going on here. But it's yeah, some really fucking stupid shit. Uh, I've been trying to get to the bottom of this XL5 shit, but I don't know, like, what's the story I say? What's, what's the story I write here? Like, Jesus Christ, OC. <laughs> yeah. Uh, League of Legends team goes missing. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Anyway, it's some yeah, shit. like, what the fuck is happening in League of Legends Australia or o- Oceanic region? Yeah. Um, do we have New Zealand teams in any of those? We've got New Zealand players. Actually, uh, interesting, today they announced League of Origins where uh, Queensland's Victoria, New South Wales, and New Zealand, four teams, mm. will uh, go head-to-head uh, in a new tournament, like just a um, friendly tournament. Is this a, a riot run thing? Yes. So they can't run two of their competitions and now going to throw a third one in the mix. Is that right? <laughs> um, what do you mean they can't run two of them? They're running... That's not on them that the uh, legal agent, that those idiots were fucking selling accounts. That's Yeah, but you think maybe they, they would have figured that out before they got to the grand final. But, uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, no. Um, this one, yeah, I think it takes place between split one and split two. Um, but, yeah, I don't know, man. Just some shit. Uh, anyway, yeah, let's move on. Yeah, I'm sure we might hear some more stuff about that. Maybe we'll yep. talk about it. Maybe we won't. We'll see what happens. Destiny oh. 2. Oh, it's coming, Job. Mm. Uh, poster was leaked last, uh, I think it was last week, um, which showed a bunch of people shooting into the sky. And then uh, we got a Twitter post from the, um, I think it was the Destiny was Destiny or Bungie? Whatever. It was a Twitter post. Had a giant two on it. And then they released a trailer as well. Um, CG trailer, mind you. With Nathan Fillion talking in, uh, in a robot suit. So, that's what we got. Yep. I don't care. Uh, cool. Call of Duty World War II rumors. Yeah. Flying. Uh, you need two sources, right? Two sources to confirm... A uh, rumor. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is an unconfirmed rumor, but uh, I'll tell you what. I know. I know people who know people who say this is correct. Mm-hmm. Didn't Eurogamer confirm this? Uh, did they confirm it? I, did, I missed it. I missed it being confirmed. Um. So yeah. Uh. But yeah, I know people. So yeah, it's happening. Uh. It's World War Two. Um. I'm excited actually. I want to play a World War II game, a shooter World War II game, uh, and I think it's going to force them into taking a really long, hard look at their fucking multiplayer and turning, like, returning to a place where it was more interesting than what it is today. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, Eurogamer has a post up saying two days ago that they, they've they confirmed through their sources that this the, uh, the leaked images are real. Right, yeah? Yeah. Well, there you go. They're usually pretty spot on with their sources. Yep. Um, also, so am I. I just confirmed it, motherfucker. Anyway, okay, sorry. Um, uh, yeah, man. I- I'm I'm looking forward to something different. I'm ready at to the be same heard time, again. Um. Yeah. Hopefully, it's good. <laughs> hopefully. Hopefully, it's good, man. I liked I liked a lot of those, um, like Medal of Honor. Like I loved playing those games, and I think it's been long enough. 
Like we've had a break and I'm ready to go back and see what we can do. I've done the military shooter stuff for a while. I want to see what next gen uh, badass Call of Duty looks like, even though we're playing like a bit of Battlefield 1 at the moment. That's kind of like World War 1. Uh, yep. Guns are a bit different, but yeah, World War 2 could be, could be fun. Uh, so I'm sure we'll hear about that really soon. Um, when do they normally announce that stuff? Is that usually like an E3 thing? Or they do it before that? Uh, yeah, before. I think it's usually like May, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Yeah, usually. Yeah. All right. We'll see what um, happens. They might as well just announce it now, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's, it's been weird, for- hasn't it? Like the last couple of big announcements have kind of been spoiled. Yeah. They've all been leaked. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, well. Um, all right. Versus mode. I'll let you take this one. Hey, it's my it's my new show on Twitch on uh, Wednesdays. Uh, first episode was last night. thought it went pretty well. It's on 64 bytes, I should point out. Um, it's a show where we take the news of the week and we and I make people fight about it for my entertainment. Um, yeah, I thought the first step went pretty well. We had Luke on, uh, Junglist, Nate. And uh, 64 Bytes presenter Feisty, uh, Feisty Cuffs. And um, yeah, I thought it was good. Yep. I don't know. Um, basically, yeah. What it says on the label, I took took news and I created questions that I thought would be interesting and yeah, put it out there. Um, only one that backfired on me was For Honor, where I copped a bit of shit because everyone agreed. Uh, but uh, yeah, otherwise, yeah. It was pretty amusing. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, uh, so you can watch that every Wednesday um, for the next, at least, until I they stop wanting me to make them, I guess. Uh, but it's it's an idea that I've had for, like, a while. It's I think it's a really uh, interesting way to deliver the news because it is, it is like, I don't know. I think discussion is more important to people than... Uh, just the news anymore, yeah. Because you can you can absorb the news in yeah. moments, but having four experts really going into depth on questions about the news uh, and doing doing it in an inter- entertaining way as well. I mean, that's that was half the challenge for me was creating questions that I knew you guys could run and run with and be entertaining uh, with, and uh, that was that was probably the biggest part of. Mm-hmm. I, the job but uh i think i yeah mostly did a good job and and we got to you know tackle some serious topics as well and uh like not super serious but um yeah i thought we did a good job it was good not only like there are, I, I learned so much in that first episode it's like so much shit is just blatantly obvious and i can't believe i didn't see it before it's one of those things where you're just like oh holy fuck i didn't i can't believe i didn't think of this but uh one of the things was uh, I'm, I, I give everyone 60 seconds uh, to talk and uh, it's really I, I thought it was very noticeable at the start mm-hmm. everyone everyone had no trouble going like 70 plus seconds if I didn't cut them off uh, by the end people didn't want to talk much more than 35 and uh, i got to keep that in mind because yeah I had it all timed out based on everyone uh talking for 60 seconds and we i had like spare questions uh and we blasted through my spare spare questions by the end 
Um, and yeah, like I, I didn't even think we need one of the spare questions based on my timings, and we needed two of them. So yeah, got to keep that in mind. Keep that. Keep in mind that people just sort of run out of stamina for talking. You can't really admonish them for not continuing to talk if they've said everything they're thinking of, because that's not entertaining and also a, a dick move. So uh, yeah, it's better to just sort of roll with it and like you've got some like faster rounds i guess yeah but also uh, like the other thing to that is you don't really know when you're talking how long you've been talking for absolutely um, yeah. so if you think you've you've filled that minute you're like all right well i'm pretty much done i can't really bring up another point because i'm gonna yep. get cut off in 10 seconds yeah definitely. Uh, unless you're john who just keeps talking true he did uh but that was that was good anyway it was good uh but yeah so i don't know it was good Mm-hmm. Um, they seemed happy. Like the sixty-four bytes team seemed happy with it. They got a. They really liked the clash between Jung and Feisty over Warcraft and Starcraft, and I think they're going to see uh, the, there was a pylon or an attempted pylon. Yeah. Uh, there was a pylon on Nate that I think they're going to clip out, and an attempted pylon on you that didn't work out so well. Uh, so I think yeah, they're going to clip. Shut those motherfuckers down. You did. So uh, yeah, pretty good. Yeah, it was fun. Um, all right. Was yeah. that it? That's, That's we got, new. Got questions? Yeah, I'm sure there was more news, but um, we, we had a lot to talk about. So uh, we had to talk about last week's news as well because they keep, they keep bringing it up. Yep. Yeah. Um, all right, let's do some questions. Let's do some questions. What do we got? We got uh, Discord questions? Discord questions. Racy writes in, whatever happened with PSVR? Seems like everyone was talking about it and then nothing. That's, he barely formatted it like a question. By the way, Racy, like a question mark, wouldn't go astray. Uh, yes. Anyway, good question though. Um, PSVR, dead in the water, eh? Uh, I think they've, um, I think they released a, an update to it just recently to, that adds a couple of improvements to it. But um, yeah, in terms of content, it's kind of like not much happening at the moment. Maybe we'll see at E3 um, what's going on because there was some stuff that was supposed to come out, like that Star Trek game. Um, that's yep. still kind of uh, not delayed or whatever. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm sure there were some things on there that I'm kind of planning on, but I, w- I would love to know store-based numbers. I don't think they're that up there. I mean, I think it was a really good entry to the like entry-level VR thing, but uh, yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, I don't know. With the uh, array of games available, I wouldn't buy in except as uh, proof of concept, like to show people how cool VR is and. and I guess that's just not something that you want all the time. Um, so, yeah, a bit dead in the water. Um, that doesn't mean, like, I think the new parts, of the, uh, some new parts of the Vive are going out now, or maybe it's the new parts of the Oculus, like the, um, the sensors, the room sensors and stuff. Yeah, it must be the Oculus there um, are going out now. So, uh, yeah, that's still evolving and stuff like that. Um, I guess you don't hear that much about VR in the news anymore, though. Uh, I'm sure that will kick off again soon. Uh, but, it, yeah, it really does require a player base, and that's literally what I said when they launched the two at exorbitant prices. Uh, you can't get a player base if nobody can fucking buy in. So, 
Yeah. It's going to yeah. be... Uh, yeah, I'm curious to see what happens with, like, um, with E3 coming up and, and like, Microsoft is going to show off their new Xbox. I think they'll do it before E3. Um, but I think by... When E3 does come around, PlayStation's got to have a plan of what they're going to do to combat that. Um, like, they've just released a PlayStation 4 Pro. Yep. Uh, are they going to come out at E3 and say this is the next thing they're working on um, and if they do does stuff like the PlayStation VR is that compatible or is it like is that only compatible with PlayStation 4 yeah I think there's a lot of um, things we need to know about it but if Sony were to bring out a new piece of hardware in the next um, year which like, they're going to have to if they want to keep up with Microsoft um, I think that needs to be compatible and maybe the games that they are planning for future release do have some sort of thing that happens with it. Did, did you see um, a video posted on Reddit NBA of like people watching basketball with VR headsets? No. It looks fucking insane. Go yeah. look that up. There's a dude on NBA Reddit that posted like... Um, it was like snippets of him watching uh, live basketball games with, with a headset helmet on. Um, How long ago? I, I watched it yesterday. Um, and this is I'm pretty sure I was reading that they don't stream every game they only do like 50 a a season or something but looks pretty unreal looks pretty interesting Um, speaking of unreal did you see fucking Westbrook's stats today holy fuck get fucked he's the best brook best brook (laughs) for life oh my god he's amazing Um, so what I was going to add to that is that I think if there's other mediums or other ways of implementing stuff that like Sony can bring to the table um, for the device to be used in then then that's really cool. But if they just open the thing up and said, you can use this on your PC. Yeah. Then like, I would see so many indie devs jump on this thing so quickly. Yeah. Cause it's like one of the cheapest solutions there that is not, um, you know, sticking your phone into a, uh, into a, some sort of external, uh, piece of hardware, like a cradle. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it'd give them something to work with. That's not $1,500. Uh, you know, in Australia, at least, in terms of pricing. Um, yeah, I think that's a, something they, they should consider, at least, but I don't think they, they will, which sucks. Um, anyway, that's a good question. Um, I don't have a PlayStation VR, so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is, there's more questions? Uh, there is... I'm trying to look for this Reddit video. I was. Uh, I found it. Um... Dangers writes in, our dear dad, uh, good evening, chums. Do either of you have a naming convention set names you use when creating a character in new games? If not, you could easily, quite easily take names from Jack and Daxter. Winky face. Oh, this guy again. Had to have some Jack and Daxter. <laughs> do, you, do, you na- do you just name everyone Luke or what? Um, for me, yeah, usually I just name my, like if it's a, a game um generally i'll just press okay if it's like hey this is this person's name do you want to rename them yeah um i'll just press okay if i've given the opportunity then i'll type in luke if it's an online game um i generally use my name but if it's a mmo i normally use like a comic book character's name right so yeah why is that i don't know it's just something i do Okay. Why not? What what a great answer, Luke. 
well-reasoned and everything. Well, that's what you I really used to go thought with. it through. The naming convention. Uh, I go ca- comic book characters. Hey there. Me. Sorry, you dropped out. Oh, um, yeah, I just use comic book characters. That's yeah, but you don't know why. Why not? Why Why do you do that? Because I like using them. There's a lot of selections to choose from. A lot of comic book characters out there. Spectacular. Uh, I call everyone Chobi. So, okay. I'm even worse. Um, even MMA... Like, I, I don't know why you change things up for MMA characters, actually. Sometimes change- my... Uh, crash is taken or something uh, okay. or the number that I put after it is taken and I'm like who the fuck thought they put that number there yeah, who else uh, has thought up using yeah. leaked I know right ridiculous stupid Humble-y. so yeah then I'm just like fuck it uh, that's sometimes I'm like fuck it I just use my real name I don't, yep. I don't care yeah <laughs> yeah uh, I think I told this story before I uh, used to go by syphilitic dildo. Yeah. Uh, but I had to change it because people would come into the land cafe where I worked and they'd go, hey, where's dildo today? And, uh, yeah, management was not a fan. So they're like, change your nickname, please, yeah. Joby. And uh, my nick, my informal, nobody ever called me Job anyway. They'd always call me Joby. So I'm like, cool, Joby it is. Yeah. Uh, or sometimes Joby Jojo. But I only really use Joby Jojo when they require more than fucking... Like, some places are, like, more than six characters. I'm like, okay, fine. Yeah. Joby Jojo it is. And they're like, oh, less than eight. And you're like, fuck. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, I think for me, like, if somebody wants to find my name, they're going to find it. <laughs> like, the moment I started writing about stuff, like, it was yeah. out there. Um, so, yeah. I was just like, oh, fuck it, whatever. And because when we were doing Australian Gamer, it was kind of personality driven and whatnot, and I was using my name back then, so whatever. Yeah. That ship sailed. Okay, we do have an email question. An email question, can you believe it? Cool. Uh, From Paul. Uh, Paul N writes in Wherefore art thou demo? Uh, Is that the question? Sorry, no. Uh, he sent it twice, and I was trying to work out why it was doubled. Um, demos. Would we be, be better off if game demos returned? I am older than you guys. Well, all right, Paul, if you say so. Uh, most of my favorite games all started with me playing the demo and enjoying it so much I would purchase the full game. Doom, Quake, Deus Ex, Swap 4, BF1942... Diablo, BF2, Bioshock, etc. I recently bought the Diablo 3... Uh, sorry, recently found the Diablo 3 demo, played it, and then bought the full game and expansion. Hmm. If demos were available for more games, would more people be willing to give them a try? I don't play anywhere near the number of games you guys do. From your reviews, there are some games that are very good, but they never achieve the sales numbers to make them worthwhile, especially for multiplayer. Uh, for example, Titanfall 2. I don't count open alphas, betas, or free weekends as the same as demos. I remember the BF2 demo map still running on full servers over 12 months after the launch of the game. We don't even need the old demo CD to dis- distribute them anymore. Would a demo map have helped Battleborn? Hmm. Good question. Uh, P.S. Uh, Please mention the name of the game you are discussing more often. It's, it is like listening to the cricket, and the commentators won't say this guy. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, that happens with me sometimes when I'm I'm listening to um, 
other podcasts and I'm like, shit, this sounds interesting. What game is it? And I don't <laughs> say the game again. I'm like, ah, oh, crap. So generally at that stage, I listen to most of the stuff when I'm in the car going yep. to work. Yep. Um, you know, and it might be another 40 minutes until I, I get to work and I'm like, I, sometimes I'll just forget. Uh-huh. Um, and other times I'll have to, you know, jump back in and um, uh, try and figure out what they were talking about uh, so I can write it down because um, I've got a terrible memory. So, yes, I agree with you. We should definitely do that. And uh, PPS, uh, Luke, I agree with you. He does sound like a pirate. <laughs> okay, cool. That is a cool fucking ancient callback. Jeepers creep. Is that the fucking... Yeah. Was that that... Got an NBA guy. Oh yeah, there was also another thing on Reddit. Um, like I think it was yesterday of him just losing his shit. <laughs> what really? I think it. I think it was an outtake of him. Um, uh, like doing his top ten or whatever. But somebody's yeah. accidentally clipped it somewhere, and they put it up on NBA.com. Oh. <laughs> and anyway, so NBA ended up taking it down after it was on Reddit. But yeah, it's too late. <laughs> obviously i gotta find that one for you it's really good Um, yes you do but yes i I agree with you as well paul he does sound like a pirate (laughs) oh yeah we have an actual question to answer though uh good question paul thank you for writing in yeah um yeah i do think then i i would love i would love games to have demo maps again uh the multiplayer demo map i think uh was a classic and and they uh battlefield what was battlefield 2's demo map it wasn't Karkand, was it? Um, yep. No, I don't know. You don't know. Uh, yeah, I can't. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, some of the demo maps went on forever, and in land cafes, de- like demo map servers were sometimes the best way to uh, get a game running quickly uh, when you couldn't be fucked. Uh, you'd have like to to get the game on every PC. You'd have to fucking. Um, uh, create an image and then uh, there was a fucking program we used to use but we'd clone basically 60 PCs um, like and ghosts. yeah ghost and um, yeah uh, basically we were pirating on mass mm. like all of them do um, but yeah we were tr- like if if we didn't couldn't be fucked reinstalling uh, instead what we do is uh, we just grab the demo and let them play the demo map until we could get around to fixing it up. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I would love it. And I, I actually think the point about uh, Battleborn, a demo for that would have been fucking... Well, they had the beta, right? They had the beta, but yeah, like, like Paul said, I don't think that counts. Like, it's not enough to get people yeah. in or to keep people in. Like, if you could, if you could bolster the player count with a uh, demo... Like sometimes you just roll through a demo and there's people playing the demo nonstop and they only have access to like a free to play amount of whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting question, right? Like even this week we saw Mafia 3 release a demo. Um, True. This, yeah. this is what, six, five months after its release? Yep. Um, I think. I think the sales of that game maybe weren't as good as they want to, so they're kind of tying it towards the release of the DLC. Um, I think it's a good idea that, um, you know, maybe they fixed up stuff in that game. Um, for me personally, I remember games like Soldier Fortune 2. Uh, that released a, a demo for their game, um, which was a multiplayer map. 
And I remember me and my buddies, we played that um, around my place one weekend for the same map, like six hours straight. We had yeah. so much fun playing it. Um, and then that, that was, you know, that demo alone is what got us into playing um, so much Soldier of Fortune competitively is that, you know, we played that for a solid couple of weeks, just the one, the one de- demo. And, Didn't Game um, Arena run a... Yeah, you guys ran tournaments. Yeah. On uh, the Soldier of Fortune 2 demo. Um, I'm pretty sure that was the initial one. You could win... Maybe. I, think, I think there were like a dozen copies of the game. And if yeah, you, we did. Cause we like, had a, yeah. I think we won a couple of those. Or yeah. giving away. Yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah, we actually... Our guys won. That's right. We won a couple yeah. of copies from that. Um, yeah, and then from there, we kind of... We went on to the Game Arena ladder and won a couple of those as well. Uh, we didn't win all of them. I think we won two and came runner up in one of them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that had an awesome community. Uh, you know, we, I think we had like 50 teams that there at one stage. Um, and I think it's, I think it was an amazing game. Uh, I left, I basically left Counter Strike for it and we had an amazing Counter Strike team. We were doing very well in Counter Strike. Um, but yeah, just that, like that demo alone, being able to grab a bunch of people, um, and show them like what is coming out I think is really cool and I think the reason why a lot of developers don't do it anymore is it takes a lot of resources out of their schedule um, yep. you know you hear about crunch times these days and people working really long hours to get just the game done is that taking a bunch of developers out of that to make a demo as well is just you know taking resources away from polishing that end game um, like even adding to that further we hear about uh, how much time it takes just for developers to put together the E3 demos that we see. Uh, and, you know, that can take six months for them to do because uh, it's just such a, a long task. So I think it's a cost thing, personally. Um, you know, maybe too many resources taken out and they're weighing up whether or not it's worth it. Maybe a lot of them don't see it as worth it. Um, but then you yeah. see... Uh, I'm just rambling on now, but then you see things like early access stuff. That's kind of like a, a demo, right? Um, you kind of a little but bit, you're, but you're kind of ba- you're, you're paying for it, right? Yeah, as well. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yep. I would like to see demos come back. Good question, Paul. Yep, good question. I- oh, sneezing. You are um, sneezing. Let's wrap this up. We should wrap this up. Um, you can find us on the internet. Yes. yes you can. On iTunes, Android, the Windows Store, at the GA Podcast. Um, you can write and review us on there. You can also search for us under the gap. You should find us. We're usually on the front page of uh, iTunes, at least. I don't know about other stuff, but go do that. Um, you can email us like Paul did at the GA Podcast at gmail.com. Send us in any questions you've got or um, anything at all. Maybe you want to know about Job's recipes. You can send you a recipe about cooking. I've got sick recipes. Amazing. There you go. You can also follow us on Facebook as well. Facebook.com slash GA podcast. We're on Twitter.com slash GA podcast. We have a Discord channel, which is... Um, you can find the link on our website, the GAPodcast.com. Jump in there. If you're looking to find people for Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, um, we've got a bunch of groups in there we've we've had too many people each night trying to, trying to play with us um which sucks so so we can maybe start more than one group going at a time and 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 even then team up together and have a squad of an unofficial squad of eight and everyone can get to the end and then just not kill each other and it'll be amazing <laughs> or because uh, i think then we'll just wind up with the circle 
winding all the way down, right? Yeah. So maybe maybe find out which team is the A team. Yeah. And and which team is is the B team and if we're not on the A team then someone else has to do the podcast. Yeah. Um so yeah, jump into Discord <laughs> if you want to have a chat, play some games, a lot of friendly people in there. Um we've been playing a lot yeah. the last couple of of weeks with just uh people that listen to the show. It's been good. Um, and if you want to help support the show, you can go to our Patreon page, which is patreon.com slash the GA podcast. Um, if you want to help support what we do, it pays for things like uh, server hosting, um, new equipment, that sort of stuff. Um, this week, Paul N um, became a recurring subscriber to us. So we appreciate awesome. that very much. Thanks. Um, I, I'm going to guess it's probably the same Paul that just emailed us now that I think, I think it might about be. it. <laughs> Yeah. So good question. And then also, uh, good donations. Fantastic. So thank you very much, Paul. Um, I think we're pretty close to, ha- to reaching our next goal on Patreon as well, which means that uh, if we do hit that goal, we'll be releasing more podcasts for you to listen to. Um, that'll be the, the in-depth discussions about video games that we don't really do that often um, anymore because, cast. yeah, like spoiler casts, basically. Um, we get a, we'll get a bunch of people together. We'll um, talk pretty in depth about one video game. Usually, it's a story driven type game. Uh, we've done like The Witcher in the past. Uh, we've done Bioshock. We've done things like uh, Mass Effect. Mass Effect Three, it was wow, it was a while ago. Um, so yeah, that's one of our goals. that's on there. If if you want to help support the show, um, that's something that we'll look at doing. Uh, if we reach that, yeah. So I appreciate that very much for the people that are still um, subscribing with us. And uh, what else have we got? Anything happening on uh, on your side of the internet at all that you've got releasing, sir? Uh, I've got an interview with um, Psionics about Rocket League, uh, the RLCS in Australia. That should yep. be up on Red Bull tomorrow. That's pretty cool. Uh, and uh, I've chucked some videos up on my YouTube. You can go check them out. Playing Dark Souls and Battlegrounds. Pretty good. Pretty good. Nice. Uh, or don't. Doesn't matter. And uh, I think, I believe, uh, we should be. We might not do this week, which would be annoying. But uh, versus mode might be going out as a podcast. Okay. We might rip the audio straight out and put it up as a podcast. Um, What's the point? Because uh, we were already on the world's greatest podcast. That's true. Yeah. More, more of us talking about things. Uh, so yeah, if I can make that happen, I'll make sure I, I post it around so you can find it. But uh, we might, yeah, we had some audio issues with the first episode, so we might not. So I don't know. Let's yeah. See how we go. Hey, look, yeah. at least people are still listening to this show. We had fucking rock band mics the first time we did this. Very true. With coat hangers. Yeah. <laughs> the coat hangers were brilliant, though. Yeah. We still don't sound that great, but we're getting there. We One are. day we will have gold microphones. Yep, in our soundproof rooms. Soundproof rooms, yeah. yeah. We yeah. can't hear my wife coming home and opening the fridge and oh, doing whatever the my fuck. S- my squeaky fucking terrible chair. True. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, anyway. Cool. Um, you can find me at twitter.com slash Luke Laurie. I should have a um, piece going up on Survivor soon uh, about Battlefield 1, the, uh, the new DLC called They Shall Not Pass, which came out um, this week. Awesome. Um, I'll talk about some of the things I like about that and some of the things I don't. Um, spoilers, I like a lot of it. 
things I don't like is that it's uh, you got to pay for it. Um, right. Yep. <laughs> uh, otherwise, that's pretty much all for me. Oh, you can check me out on uh, Show Called Versus Mode as well this week. I was on that. <laughs> Solid. <laughs> yeah. Um, Tight. Cool. I think that's it. Awesome. All right. We wrapped up early this week. It's good stuff. We um, did. So, I'll, I'll put this out tonight for our awesome um, Patreon people. Uh, I'm sorry that it came out so late in the week, but- Hopefully, we'll get back to our reg- regular schedule next week uh, for everyone else. Friday. Friday is when it'll go in your ear holes. Sweet. Um, and uh, I'm sure next week, we'll talk about some more Battlegrounds. We'll kind of try and get the Jungmeister in here, talk about Dark Souls and, and Mass Effect. Um, yep. Hopefully, I'll play a bit more of that then. And uh, anything else coming out that you can think of? No. 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 I'll have played more uh, Slugcat, though, so... We'll have that as well. All right. All right. Just again, jump in our Discord, people, if you want to come and play some games with some awesome, friendly other folks that enjoy video games, because we've had yep. a lot of fun. A lot of yeah. Fun. Especially this year. Like, everybody's getting involved. We've played, like, Siege. We've played some some Battlefield. We've been playing uh, Battlegrounds. Like, it's just a big rotating roster of different types of games. Playing Diablo. Oh, we've been playing Diablo this weekend, weren't we? Yeah. Well, right. that's tough. Yeah. I think maybe if we can draw us, drag ourselves away from Battlegrounds. I know, right? It's, it's crazy. New season. New season. It's only March, and I feel like we haven't stopped. Yeah. Yeah. True. All, All right. right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll catch you next week. Bye.